the day, Mishmash listeners, Mishmash men listeners. Uh, welcome to another episode. This is episode 17 of the podcast. Uh, we're glad you're here. I hope you enjoyed last week's on the Stanley Melgram experiments. Um, this week, uh, to my right, is my partner, Dusty Labar. Hello, everybody. How do you do today? I'm doing great now that you're sitting on my left. All right, perfect. Yep. I know that drives some people crazy because this, yeah. I'm on the that side. Yeah. With you're on that side in reality. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Yeah, think about it like this. We don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a thousand percent yeah, a thousand we don't percent. care. Yeah. Uh, but we, what we do care about is awesome T-shirts. That's right. Yep. Where do I get some awesome T-shirts? Um, you can go to Charlie Mike Never Weekend. They're awesome apparel company. Uh, I'm wearing my classic uh, Zuckerberg versus Musk shirt today. Um, I like to wear one of these shirts on every podcast. They can literally do any T-shirt you want from the smallest order to the largest order. They're super easy to work with. You can actually go on their website, um, charliemikeneverweekend.com, I believe. But you may have to check me on that. Um, but they have. But you just search them. You know, they'll pop right up on the internet. You can go right to their website, and they have a bunch of pre, um, pre-selected T-shirts that you can buy. You can buy our Mishmash Men T-shirt there. That's right. RFTB Studios, Reaching for the Bars podcast, plus a bunch of other cool shirts. So make sure you guys go there for all your t-shirt needs. And if you can't uh, remember that link, if you go to our link tree, which should be in all of our podcast and yep. YouTube information, yep. uh, that's one of the links is to Charlie Mike for our shirt. And maybe you can just order like eight or 10 more of those shirts. Yeah. I mean, if you need, if you want, if one is good, 10 is 10 times better. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. Yeah, a thousand. Yeah. Uh, so what's on tap for today, Dusty, is a little uh, a little break from what our normal topics have been, but this is why we call it the Mishmash Men. Because we do Mishmash stuff. We do a variety of things. Um, so just an open-ended question for you. Have you ever noticed um, common themes among stories? Like, well, I've kind of seen this before, but it was in another episode of yeah. whatever. So when you brought this up, the thing that popped into my head was that like if you look on Instagram or anything, people will be like, did you ever notice that Star Wars is the same as this? Like they're, they're using the same. Like Harry Potter. Yeah, like whatever it is. Like the, here's, there's, a, there's a this guy and he's overcoming this. And, and, uh, and then when you, when you brought the topic up uh, and I started looking through it, I was like, oh, this makes, this makes a lot of sense. It does, yeah. yeah. So there's um, a lot of similarities and people have pointed out. One of the common ones, and I can't remember, we were talking about the gym one day about the, the similarities between, uh, like, Harry Potter and Star Wars. Right. Yeah, that's right. That is that is the one. Right. And so, like, I'll just go briefly go through this. It's kind of funny. So you have a hero, which is a kid. Yep. Uh, a reliable friend, Han Solo, and I don't know anything about Harry Potter, yep. but that redheaded kid. Ron Weasley. Okay. Yeah, I'll help you with this. There you go. Yep. And then the female friend. Hermione. Or uh, Princess Leia. Princess Leia, Leia. yeah. Uh, the Harry friend. You have Chewbacca and... Uh, the, who's the hairy friend? The guy with the beard and the big... Oh, Hagrid. 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 Okay. Hagrid. You got the old, wise, bearded teacher. Yep. Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. Obi-Wan and uh, Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. The bald mini teacher. Yoda oh, and... Yoda. Who's the bald teacher in Harry Should Potter? Sure. Oh, this guy? No. Oh, I don't know his name. He's a minor character to me. Okay. S- some kind of uh, smaller human, or not human, humanoid creature. You got the the uh, pale, deformed bad guy, yep. Anakin, when he's Darth Vader, and then uh, this guy. The guy you should never no say nose. his name. Yeah, Voldemort. The uh, the uncle. And that is uncle. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Special ability. Yeah. With a force and whatever Harry Potter yep. magic. Special weapons. Yeah. Magic wand or a lightsaber. Yeah. 
um, robes. They do all wear robes. They all have robes, yep, which are right. cool. And then uh, you got some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I won't go into that. I love it. I saw, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> so anyway, those are, uh, that was just a funny little thing that got me looking into that, something for the podcast, which would be something I'd heard of before, uh, did a little research, and there was a guy that wrote a book. His name is Christopher Booker. What a great name if you're going to write a book. It's like it's uh, the best name. It's like Seinfeld character, the library cop. Yeah, uh, yeah Bookman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like if your name was John Novel, you're like you're in it. Yeah. You what know? are you going to do? Yeah. I'm going to be a writer. Yeah, yeah. I got to do it. I, I'm not going to be an accountant. Yeah, that's the worst decision you can make. So, uh, and he wrote this book called The Seven Basic Plots: Why We Tell Stories. And he just um, aggregates a lot of stories and distills it down to these seven common themes. I'm going to read through them real quick, and what I figure we'll do is just talk about uh, each one and maybe some of our favorite movies yeah. or stories. It, it doesn't have to be movies. Yeah. Uh, it's it going to be, be stories. mostly movies for me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, then, um, and then we'll just uh, we'll, we'll call it good. Good. I like it. So uh, the seven are overcoming the monster. Yep. That's number one. Number two is rags to riches. Yep. Number three is the quest. Mm-hmm. Number four, voyage and return. Okay. Number five is comedy. Number six is tragedy. And number seven is rebirth. Okay. And then you can have, it's not to say that every story, you can only pick one. Right. Um, there's usually a, a combination, especially for something like uh, like Star Wars or Harry Potter, where you have these multiple movies, and there's different themes on each one, and there can be different themes within each movie. Gotcha. But generally, there there are different these same common themes throughout. So there are they. Is he saying um, that you can't you can't get away from these seven? Like you can't come up with something new. This is this is the seven things that you can. This do. This is it. This, this is, is the it. only so many ways you can tell the story. Gotcha. Um, and then you know that's it. This is that's this all is she it. wrote. So my new goal is to come up with a different way to tell a story. <laughs> I'll I'll figure it out. I will help you. Okay. Let's I'll do help it. you. Yeah, let's do we it. had it. We could challenge our listeners also. Yeah, come up with a different type of story type besides these seven. Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple They, they can't right be ov- otherwise explained. Yes, correct. So first one, overcoming the monster. And this yeah. is where the protagonist faces great evil or monster, um, which is the antagonist. And it doesn't have to be a literal monster. It can be a figurative monster. Sure. Um, but what's some, uh, what's some movies or stories that, that exemplify that? So I... I th- so I'm looking at some of these. I, I look. I did some research before this. So just, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Jaws was the first one that made total oh, yeah. sense because that's a literal overcoming the literal like sea monster. That's right. Um, Star Wars, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. right? Um, Beowulf. Yeah, Beowulf. War of the Worlds. Uh huh. War of the Worlds. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any. Uh, they they said James Bond on this one, but I guess I'm not sure exactly which movie. But I don't know which movie, which movie he'd be overcoming the monster. I guess if you characterize, um, uh, the name escapes me now, but the uh, specter as the monster. Uh, okay, I got you. I um, it, he's always overcoming that. That's right. I mean, it all started with Dr. No, and that was like. Oh, so Austin Powers. Yeah, Yeah, cause true. He's over, but that's also comedy. So I tagged team two of them there together. That's right. Yeah, I did it. Double tap. Um, yeah. So the easy ones are the ones where they're actually overcoming monsters. That's like a pretty like on the nose. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, um, there are, um, I lost some of my, uh, my research that I had ready to go. Oh, here it is. Here it is. I just, I just scrolled a little too fast. So some of the Greek myths. So a lot of our stories that we see today are rebadged and refashioned off of Greek 
myths right. and then Roman myths were basically rebadged off of Greek myths. Greek so myths, the Greeks, yeah. the Greeks were prolific, uh, civil, you know, civilization wise, they were prolific writers right. and we have the, uh, the chance to read a lot of that writing. And mm-hmm. so that's why we refer to them. They weren't the ones that came up with these, right. but right, right, right. Uh, gotcha. it's something that we can refer to. So Perseus and Medusa. So Perseus fought Medusa. Yeah, uh, that was the snake head lady. There's a movie about Perseus, but I forget what the, it is. That's like the actual. It's like a more a more recent movie. Uh, yeah, but I can't remember it. it. It'll come to me. But yeah, but I do remember that because Perseus, he's the the main character in that movie, and he obviously travels and fights Medusa, which Medusa. is literally overcoming the monster. Right, yeah. literally, literally. And in the Roman version of that is Hercules and the Nemean lion. Yeah, uh, who is who? Whose story do they fight the uh, the Minotaur in the maze? Oh, that's a good. Is one. that Perseus? Is that Perseus? I don't Does remember. Do that? That's a that's a good question. Well, yeah. I'm not going to write it yeah, down. It's okay. It's okay. We have it. Um, it just made me sound smart. That's all. Like I read. Yeah, you that. are smart. I don't know. Sometimes it depends. Um, I do. You know, that's one of the things that you read like in high school. All those stories. Yeah. And they. I mean, I think that they ring true. Like you can kind of remember all. Like that's what just popped into my head was like, oh, there's a thing. There's a story part of that where he's fighting the Minotaur. Yeah. And it, like really sticks out. Um. So I'm sure we'll get into more of these as these go on, like more Greek stories. Yeah. And and it's interesting, like you said, you read those. Some some of these are difficult to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're complicated, but that doesn't make them, that um, that in some ways, not always, in some ways it makes them a little more memorable. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's more, uh, the structure is a little more complicated. Distilled, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it makes uh, that complication it made your brain exercise a little bit more perhaps or is it the iliad and the odyssey they're like the giant like weren't they like i remember getting those books in in college maybe and they were like read this and i was like <laughs> yeah my god that's like a, a story those are epics yes epics yeah. um one thing on jaws yeah uh not necessarily related to this but my favorite scene of that movie is the speech uh that quinn gives about being on the uss indianapolis okay and like because before then, there, there's like there's a, a threshold has been passed. Mm-hmm. Up to that point, uh, Quinn is just this, this crotchety guy, and they just don't like him. The, the two guys that yeah. are on his boat, especially right. the college kid Richard Dreyfus, right? Um, and the sheriff tolerates him, and then they start talking about scars. And the college kid Richard Dreyfus's character gets a little more because uh, he's got scars, and so they're they're connecting. Yeah, there's they have something relatable. Gotcha. And then they ask about. You know this. You know this scar that he's got, and he starts talking. That he is Quinn mm-hmm. gives a speech about how he was on the USS Indianapolis, and this is a true true story. Yeah, not Quinn, but yeah, yeah I got uh, you. where they were delivering the atomic bomb, and they got sunk after they delivered it. Oh boy! And because it was such a secret mission, nobody knew. Gotcha. So they're in waters that are shark infested. And he starts telling this story. And I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, that Robert Shaw, the guy that played Quinn, uh, was actually kind of half in the back, half drunk when he gave the speech. Okay. Or, like, when he gave that speech, he started, he wasn't, but then, you know, due to editing and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, and he gives a speech, and it was just like, the guys were just, like, dumbfounded. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. talking. It's such a good. Good speech. It's yeah. a good scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I'll watch that. And I showed it to the kids. He's I got that scene about, uh, like, dull's eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to go back and watch that movie. It's been a long time since I saw that. It's been a long time since I saw that. I think I got, I I went to, what, was it Universal Studios that had that? That yeah. had the ride? I right. think I went there when I was a kid and I was traumatized. And it took me a while to, like, watch it when I was growing up. Because I was like, this seems, obviously now it's not as terrifying. Because you're, like, right. you're like, well, CGI is amazing now. That's the thing. It's like some people, I hear some people watch that movie now that have never seen it before, and they, they think it's comical. 
because it, yeah. the shark is so Yeah, like bad. animatronic, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, times they are changing. And they were supposed to have more of the shark, but it was so bad they edited a lot of that out. Uh, that's that's interesting. And it made it more spooky because it was largely unseen. Yeah, because you were waiting for it. You're pretty much, yeah, yeah I got it. It's more suspenseful. Yeah. But anyway, we uh, digressed a little bit, but that was uh, that was pretty good. Upco- overcoming the monster, that's number one. Yeah. Number two, rags to riches. And so no, uh, the f- no explanation necessary. The first one that popped in my head and it's on this list was Aladdin. That's like a yep. classic when I was growing up and I was like, well, that's Aladdin because he's like a street rat. Then all of a sudden he's... Got a genie, right? And then he, you know, obviously marries the princess or whatever. And now he's, you know, he's the man, right? So that, that was the first one. Um, Cinderella. Yep, Cinderella. Cinderella. Uh, here's just a story. Uh, the ugly ducking, the ugly duckling. That's similar, yeah. And here's one that was on the list that I think is really funny is the jerk, which so is one of my favorite movies. I didn't see that on the list. <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't on my list, but I put that down. Because it is a rags to riches story. I, I couldn't love a movie more than I love that movie. Yeah, there, I have several movies like that. They're like a guilty, um, you know, guilty pleasure that I have to but watch those. When when they're shooting at him and they're hitting the, the, oh, the these pain, cans, the can, somebody hates these cans. And he escapes in a in a tireless car, which <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just break drums. I mean, that is such a good movie. Yeah, the the jerk. Yeah, what else? I didn't you, think it would happen to me. Yeah, yeah. What what else do you have for rags to riches? Um, so we listed. I wrote the jerk, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's, and I couldn't remember the name, but there's one with Will Smith. Pursuit of happiness. Pursuit of happiness. Yep. I yep. saw neither of those movies, but um, I'm sure they're very good. Pursuit of happiness is like a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy has like obviously it's like the ultimate. Like he has nothing him and his son are like homeless and then he puts himself to be like basically a stop stockbroker and makes like all this money but it's like you feel bad because you know it's a true story and it's like his kid they don't have any money he was trying to sell um it's really funny because when you think back that they did this but he was trying to sell to doctors mobile x-ray machines and all the doctors were like, what would I even, yeah. why would I even use this? Like, it's a terrible thing to get into. Like he had bought, you know how those schemes work? Like it's almost like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. You buy all the, you buy like, you spend your life savings on all these x-ray machines and you try to sell them to doctors, but none of the doctors want them. So, right. you know, he's just like, I got to sell So you. then you realize why you were given such a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. They're basically giving them away. Um, yeah. The pursuit of happiness, but they spell it weird. That's right. So uh, some of the classics, uh, King Midas. Okay. And there was a guy, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, Dionysus. Um, Dionysus. Dionysus. Yep. Um, and so he tricked him. And the Roman myth was um, the founding of Rome. Okay. Um, Dionysus. So. He was a god, right? Uh, or was yeah, he, he was. He was a god of something. For sure, something. Yeah, Dionysus was the guy that gave King Midas oh, the gotcha, power gotcha. to That's turn right. things to That's gold. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. And there was, there was a famous series of books. I was going to look it up for this, but I lost track of time. Um, that were like dime store novels back at the turn of the last century, 18 to 1900s. Okay. Uh, that were famous. Um, now it's going to drive me crazy. I'll ask, uh, Abby, the intern to, to do a little research and maybe pull that up. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the quest, the quest. And this is where someone goes out on a quest or given a quest. They internally and then they go out, and then they return. Yep, I like it. Um, some of the ones that I picked up. The Iliad. Yep. Lord of the Rings. Um, the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. 
uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, that's a good yeah, quest. Which also the Black Knight. Which also, yeah, yeah, just a flesh wound. <laughs> Um, that stupid stuff makes you laugh like so hard, even when you're older. Like oh, when, yeah. when they're riding on the horse and he's <laughs> with the uh, coconut halves. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so funny. I, I love that. And that, that rabbit thing, I forget the name of the rabbit, but I it was, can't remember now. They were mocking, you know, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> it just lays waste yeah. to everybody. <laughs> I mean, it is so funny. Um, the Iliad is like he comes back. Now I'm going to sound so stupid. The Odyssey is isn't that Odyssey also a quest? Yeah, Odyssey's a quest for sure. Iliad, I'm pretty sure is. Because in one of the stories, doesn't he not come back in that story? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, right. You I, got me. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember now. I didn't brush up on my, even though I have a list here. Well, I was just trying to think. Like, I felt like one of them when I read this. When I read these examples, I was like, doesn't one of them he not he doesn't come back or he comes back, but it's like 50 years later. Maybe. Here we go. Uh, uh, Odysseus. This is the Odyssey. Yeah. Odysseus embarks on a long and arduous journey back home to Ithaca, facing mythical creatures and challenges along the way. I'm sorry. The Iliad, it's when he goes to war, right? It's, it's the Trojan War. It's a, not the Trojan War. It's Trojan War. The Iliad is when he goes to war and comes back, and then he leaves again on the quest, which I think is the Odyssey, I think. I think. All right. Iliad is a poem about Ilium, or Troy. It's one of two major ancient Greek epic poems attributed to Homer, not Simpson. Yeah. It is one of the oldest extant works of literature widely. Okay, let me get to the plot. Okay. It covers a lot of material. I think I think the Iliad is or I'm going to say this wrong. I think the movie Troy is loosely based on the Iliad. Like it's that it's that battle. I think so it's because there's war. so many it talks about the Trojan Wars. Um yes, yeah. there's there's four different books. Um there's a whole lot of material there that uh, yeah. Maybe we'll do a what we should do cuz we had talked about doing this. Uh, when I first came up with the idea for the seven basic story types with some of the classic Greek and Roman stories mm -hmm. that might be familiar today. Yeah. Uh, and then I stumbled down this path of the seven okay. types. Yeah, we so, uh, so maybe we could do like, we, we could pick three each or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like uh, that. Give us that feedback, listeners. Yeah, I like it. And viewers. Um, yeah, so we're still, oh, wait, wait, wait. Is Raiders of Lost Ark was one of my favorites. I have, a, I have a question. Is the quest and voyage and return different? Are they different story types? You know. Th that's what it is, isn't it? You know, that's a good question. I think voyage and return is a different. Let me check here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, yeah, they're different. Seven. Yeah, they're different. So, so the the quest. So voyage and return. Right, right, right. I was right. Okay, okay. So the Odyssey he go, leaves and comes back. Odysseus. Yeah. And the Iliad, I think, is about that war, and that's why it's different. Okay. So I'm good. The quest. The protagonist embarks on a journey or a quest to achieve a goal. Yep. Often involving the overcoming of obstacles and challenges along the way. Right. It could be physical or metaphorical journey. Yep. And then the voyage in return, protagonist goes on a journey to a strange or foreign place, experiences adventures, and then returns home transformed. They're 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 very similar. But, yeah. But um yes. The quest would be more like uh for sure, it, like Raiders of the Lost Ark is definitely a quest. Quest, yeah. Uh The Hobbit and um Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's quest. A quest, yeah. Voyage and Return would be the Odyssey. Odyssey. Uh, I'm looking at some other here. Goldilocks and the Three Bears, apparently. Yeah. Uh, the Time Machine. Uh, Gone with the Wind. The Lion King. Oh, oh the yeah. Lion King. The Lion King. That's right. Here's one that I didn't think about, which makes total sense. Back to the Future. 
Yeah. He, I mean, it's just it's a different just, time. It's just time. Yeah, yeah, he goes out. Uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Yeah, that was, a, what, a Babylonian? Yeah, I'm not familiar with the Epic of Gilgamesh. There's a lot of uh, similarities between Gilgamesh and uh, Scripture, actually, where people will compare the two together. That's right. That's right. That's where I've heard that before. That's right. That's right. Do you have any other ones for the for either for the quest or voyage and return? Uh, the Odyssey was the quest. The Odyssey uh, was voyage and return. The Iliad was the quest. Well, this guy, this reference that I have, also he oh. called them both. I mean, I feel like they're both both almost. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's a it's a fine line between the two. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. So next one is voyage and return. Yep. Uh, which we beat to death. Um, well, let's but, not stop now. So we'll just keep on a trucking. So the ones I had were Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Yep, I see that Voyage one. Voyage in Return and Wizard of Oz. Yep. Oh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. The Wizard of Oz. Okay. And then um, th- did you have any that uh, for Voyage in Return? Um, I said the Odyssey. Um, that was Goldilocks and the Three Bears, The Lion King, Back to the Future. I don't, I'm not familiar with this one. It's the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That's, oh yeah, uh, that's uh, I haven't seen that or read that. Um, but it's a uh, it's like C.S. A, it's Lewis. C.S. Yeah. Lewis. That's right. That's yeah, right. it's uh, an allegory of Christianity. Yep. So it's it's really good as well. And then uh, Peter Pan. Oh yeah, Peter Boys Pan. in Return. Mm-hmm. Yep. The um, any of those movies that you remember that like like were like when you watched it when you were younger, it was it was just always memorable and you still watch it and you kind of harken back. Yeah. So not Peter Pan, but hook with Robin Williams. Uh-huh. Like I remember that like Rufio, that, did you ever see that movie? I saw it, but I, I've I only, guess cause I was pretty young. I was in my twenties. Yeah, I, so I, was, I was younger when I saw it, but I remember them chanting Rufio like Rufio. Was that one Rufio. of the bad boys? Yeah. I was one of that crew. Like he was like the leader of like the bad boys. Uh, like, okay. the, what did they call them? What were the, the, Lost, Lost Boys. Lost, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Yeah. Bad Boys is a different movie. Yeah, Bad Boys with Will Smith and yeah. Uh, yeah. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, Martin Lawrence. That's right. Um, so, like, obviously, now, like, Lion King, and I'm a big Back to the Future guy. I could watch, I could sit down and watch any three. The third one is, but I could watch any of the Back to the Futures, like, right now. That's interesting because I like the first and the third one. Yeah. Third one's a little too campy, but the second one, I just can't tolerate for some reason. So, the second one's my favorite. That's really funny. The second one's my favorite. I don't know why. I, here's why I think I didn't like the second one. So the first one, you watch it, and it was clear that they were setting up, but it was so innovative and new. Yeah. And then, and remember, I saw these movies. They were date movies for Jennifer and me. Okay. So you go to the theaters, you see the second one, and it was literally a two-hour commercial for the third one. That's all it was. That's it was this transition piece. It yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, because like, you get the end of it, and then they're out in the Wild West. Yeah, I mean, I do. I like the storyline of them in the Wild West the best. Yeah, the storyline of the Wild West is the best. I hate the ending with the train. I have a really hang up. I know that he. You made mean a, when it got magical? Yeah, like I know. I know. Like it, when I every time I say this, they're like, "He made a flying car, and it went back to the future." And you're mad about the trance. Like it just seems like it, you just didn't do it. Like it's, yeah. it's a giant train. Not even trying. Yeah, like, it's like the Death Star in yeah. uh, the third set of movies. Yeah, it's, that's exactly. Like, come right. on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> again yeah. with another yeah. Death Star. Like in there in the writers' room, they're like, "Hold on a second. What if instead of a car, it's a train?" Everybody's like, "My God, it's amazing!" <laughs> and it travels time, but yeah. it's a train this yeah. time. This time it's a train. It's like, is it a steam train? They're like, "Well, I mean, what else would it be? Yeah. It's got to be steam. It's it's wood powered. Yeah, time traveling <laughs> yeah. train. Yeah, it's 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 pretty on par with what we've been doing. It's like, well, at the end, should the train also fly? It's like, yeah, why not? Of we course. just make the train fly. Yeah, who cares? Well, a, yeah. a thousand percent. Yeah, a thousand percent. Uh, that's funny. All right. Um, so the two Voyage and Return, we already talked about. Yep. Uh, the Enid, 
Did you read it, any of that? Ianid? Yeah. I don't know that one. Ianis journeys from Troy to Italy, encountering various trials and setbacks before ultimately reaching his destination. Oh, that's good. I didn't read it. I know we read pieces and parts of it at times. The Enid? A-E-N-E-I-D. Okay, I, I've seen the word before. Okay, I gotcha. gotcha. I'm not big into Latin, so I'm not sure how they pronounce it. It's uh, it's tricky. They don't pronounce it at all anymore. There's a lot of vowels. Yeah, too many vowels. Uh, next uh, type is comedy. My favorite. I like comedies. The Jerk. The and Jerk. Does this fall into that? Yeah, I mean, it's literally any movie, right? Any movie that I like that's funny is just a comedy. Right. Right. So, I mean, I mean, Step Brothers, Anchorman, all the Will Ferrell movies. Do you like Will Ferrell? Are you a Will Ferrell guy? I like Will Ferrell, but um, at times. There, I mean, the guy is so funny. He can be so funny. He goes a little too blue for me sometimes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, man, that guy can deliver a line like so, no other. So here's why he's – why I think – like, when I think of comedy movies, I think of him. It's like I was in high school, like, when movies were really making a big impact on my life. Yeah. He was big. Like, he was just getting big. Like, that's when – um, Step Brothers started to come out and Anchorman, Anchorman specifically. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I ever remember laughing as hard as I did as being like a, a sophomore or junior in high school right. and seeing Anchorman yeah. and just being like like dying laughing because it was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. That That is a funny movie. It is. I mean, it's the best movie, I think. The uh, the scene with, um, uh, what's that guy, the small guy that played in Ant-Man? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah. When, when he's got the, the cologne. Yeah. He goes, it's o- got Odeon bits of sex panther. <laughs> got bits of real panther. Yeah. 60% of the time, it works every time. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> like, how many times do you think somebody said, like, counted to a thousand, like, doing anything? Yeah. And then, like, I don't know if you just heard me, but I did over a thousand. <laughs> There's a, uh, a guy I, um, I still work for, but I've worked for him several times. He was big in Anchorman, and he is constantly with the Anchorman quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. It's like you can chum the waters a little bit, and yeah. you throw out an anchorman quote, and he he'll finish it like spot yeah, yeah, yeah. on. It's it's hilarious. Jogging or yogging? <laughs> I mean, I think that I have so many leather bound books. I'm kind of a big deal. Kind of a big. I deal. love that line. It is. I mean, it is one of my favorites. So some of the other comedies uh, I wrote down: Much Ado About Nothing. It's a Shakespeare. Yep. I don't know. Have you watched many Shakespeare plays? Like when they do them as movies? I've watched um the oh gosh it. The Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet was a Boz Lerman, right? That's Boz Lerman, I think. He's because all funky and weird. I, I know. I remember the movie that yeah. they redid it, but because it's know. like they did it modern. Like they had yeah. guns, but they were also like it was like they were you know obviously they were reading the the the, the book like the right. script. Um, what else have I seen? Midsummer's Night Dream. Much Ado About Nothing. The Taming of the Shrew. Him. Yep. Yeah. Measure uh, for measure is a good one. Um, but really the one that sticks out in my head that I've definitely seen is the Romeo and Juliet version. I've also seen the other Romeo and Juliet, the one that's not the Boz Lerman version. Oh, there's a ton the of movies. One. I think it's with treatments of it. Claire Danes, maybe? Or is she in the Boz? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah she what, wasn't she in the one with the cat? Oh, that's what I'm trying to f- remember. I can't remember now. Anyway. Anyway, I mean, that's a pretty classic story. Yeah. Like, that's that's like a, you know, that, is Romeo and Juliet? Oh, yeah, that's I brought it up. It's not a, I was like, that's not a comedy. No, it's, it's tragedy. funny at the end. Well, it's silly because, like, why didn't you just wait to see? Yeah, it's just kids are stupid, man. Yeah. Their their prefrontal cortexes aren't formed yet. No, they're not. Yeah, so they're just, well, I guess this guy wrote about it. I like a lot of Shakespeare quotes, and he uses a lot of, like, he invented a lot of terms yeah. um, that are still in use today. Yeah. Uh, but he's got such an, uh, you know, he's a good writer, so he's got a bunch, an artful way of saying certain things, and I, I lean on a lot of quotes uh, that I share with people. Do you want to hear a funny story? Absolutely. I, I won't say the words that I said, 
because it's we're a little more tactful on this podcast. When we were in high school, our English class, we had our English, our English assignment was to write a poem in the style of Shakespeare. Just a short, a short like little clip, just in the style of Shakespeare. Yeah. There was a teacher's assistant that we all thought just was a weird guy. He was just a weird guy. And we had nicknamed him. Somebody had said he looks like a guy with the name Booster. I don't know why. He's just a weird guy. And that has nothing to do with the vaccine. He just looked like a booster. And uh, he was like this skinny guy. But the teacher had heard. I didn't know this at this time. But the teacher had heard that we all were calling him Booster. But we didn't know that he knew. And I wrote a poem, basically. And it was saying that this guy, uh, I just, I rhymed everything. And this guy ended up, the ending was pretty, like, aggressive for a high school class. But I, I, like, turned turned words around and as soon as i finished the poem like i said and booster loves this and my the professor stands up and he says go to the office right now and i was like i didn't say anything i didn't say anything bad he's like i know exactly what you meant i'll tell you off air it's really funny booster yeah booster it's i don't know why my friend came up with that but he did look like a booster uh so uh tragedy a couple others i had were macbeth that's another shakespeare one yeah tragedy uh sisyphus citizen kane Citizen Kane. Julius Caesar. Yep. Hamlet. Hamlet. Have you seen the new Hamlet? Oh, it's Hamilton. I'm an idiot. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no is the answer to that question. I, it's not that I've avoided it. It's just I haven't taken the time. Uh, the picture of Dorian Gray. Yep. Yeah. Um, Empire Strikes Back. What do you think? Tragedy? Uh, it depends on who you are, I guess. Well, if you're a fan of Darth Vader, then... Obviously, it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like in That's the right. context, it's not that much of a tragedy. Yeah. But the movie ends like Luke's got his hand cut off. Yeah, he yeah, finds yeah. out that like he's related to the the worst the villain worst of human. all time. Yeah, the worst, the worst person on in the galaxy, or at least in movies. And and so now like it, and Han Solo's frozen. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it is a tr- it is pretty tragic ending to the, yeah. to that movie. But as that's one of my favorites between that one and uh, Rogue One, I love Rogue One. So I have a question. Yeah. That's another tragedy. When you were when you were watching the original Star Wars, the ones in the seventies and the eighties, like they came out as what was it, F- four, five, and six? Was that they're the, was in that the, the in the like the ordinal. They are four episodes, four, four five, five, and six. six. So what did you guys think? Did they tell you that like in twenty years we're gonna make one, two, and three? No. So you got, you were like, why are they episode four, five, and six? No, they didn't call them four, five. Oh, and six. they didn't call them no. four, five, and six. No, it was it was Star Wars. It wasn't A New Hope. It was Star Wars, period. End of story. Oh. Star Wars, and then, okay, Empire Strikes Back, and then Return of the Jedi, and that was it. Dude, that just blew my mind. So when so when did that happen? Did it happen after 1, 2, and 3 came out? Or did, uh, they, or did they start setting it up before those I think out? it was only after the uh, 1, 2, and 3. Oh, interesting. Because I thought they were like, I was like, man, that's a long game. That's what I thought. That I is like, a long that's game. That's a long game. Like, you're going to, 20 years later, you're going to come up with 1, 2, and 3? I don't know if that was, like... He executed like he uh, George Lucas executed to plan. Yeah. Or it's just like, hey, we're still like if you've got any more ideas about how you can tie yeah a prequel to this, and then he was working on it all along. I don't know what the plan was, but at any rate, when in like ninety eight, ninety nine, yeah. ninety eight, I think is when episode, episode one, one came, came out. out. I mean, because I saw Star Wars in theaters, when I was like seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can imagine, like, that is exciting to a seven, eight-year-old. Sure, yeah, of course. Uh, also saw Superman in theaters with Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Reeves, yeah. And, like, That's a tragedy. That is a tragedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so, like, 
83, I think, is when Return of the Jedi came uh-huh. out. So I was 13 years old, and then now, you know, many, many years later, I was 28. Right. Then they come out with episode one. It's it's just interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. How do you feel about the uh, the subsequent ones? Uh, they were awful. That was what a missed opportunity. I didn't like it. I didn't like, like it. I didn't like any of them. I like, like try something different. I watched them, and I even gave them a second chance, which I, I, I was like, maybe. So I watched the three, the, the next three, or the, like, in order. Like, so what, it's uh, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah. So I watched them, and then I was like, that was bad. Then I went back, and I watched all the way from one. Yeah. So I was like, I need to give this another shot, but I need to refresh myself on the story. Maybe part of the problem is I'm not, re- I'm not good on the storyline. Right. And then I still got to him again, and I was riveted at one through six. Yeah, and then when I got to seven, eight, nine, I was like, "This is." This it was is just such a miss. I mean, to to just like rebadge everything, just slightly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have this three group of people, and we're going to throw in this extraneous character, Rose. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. What? I didn't get it. Rose. I didn't get it. I didn't and then get it. you know, oh yeah, these people are betting on these strange animals. It's like basically thinly veiled uh, horse racing yeah. betting. Uh, has nothing to do with the story, right? But we're just gonna and in Luke, like who was like he was hope exemplified, yes. And through um, through Luke, the prophecy in the canon anyway was fulfilled with uh, Anakin bringing uh, balance to the force, right, right? Right, right, right. So he completes that, right, through him. And then, oh, now he just turns this grumpy old guy. Yeah, Get now, off my lawn! Yeah, I'm gonna just, drink some green milk and. Uh, yeah, now he's just a cranky guy. What in the world were they thinking? Like, like teach me the force. He's like, no. I'm gonna burn all these books too yeah, yeah, yeah. that I've been keeping for yeah. 30 years. He's like, do you like to read? Not anymore. <laughs> what a, yeah, I, that was just awful. I didn't. I didn't like. And it. another Death Star. Yeah, it's like basically the same thing. So the 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 movie that uh, surprised me. Uh, was Rogue One. I mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, I like Rogue that One. That was so good because mm-hmm. it was fresh, innovative. It tied two, uh, three, and four together, which was just, yep. you know, it, it it didn't explain everything, but it yep. doesn't have to because yeah. there's a, a certain amount of suspension yeah, I and disbelief. I think but. it was great. I think that was was good. And it was a tragedy. It was. Bring us back to, uh, yep. that was a nice segue. Nice, good job. Yep. I like how we talked about the segue to make it to make it really drive it in there. Oh, you have to. You have to. You have to let people know when you do a good job. I'm I'm going to pronounce it in the original tongue of segue. Segue. Yeah, I like that. Uh, last one is rebirth. Rebirth. And so this is. Uh, I'll let you talk. Uh, I've been ranting. For so a while. I got a couple. Pride and Prejudice. Ooh. Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Uh, a Christmas Carol. Yep. And Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. I think they mean with Bill Murray. You know which movie that is? Yeah, okay. You said Groundhog Day. I immediately thought, for some reason, Caddyshack. I mean, because that, there was a ground. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a rebirth, right? <laughs> that's why I was like, <laughs> Caddyshack could be a rebirth. Yeah, maybe. It's got a who's that really famous comedian in it? Uh, Bill Murray. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other guy, uh, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney yeah, oh my gosh. Hey, it's a little hot in here. That was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll practice. That was that. no, that was a good impression. Hey. I like that. Uh, so can't get no respect. You mentioned Christmas Carol. Yep. Uh, Silver Linings playbook. I've heard of that. It's a movie. It's, girls like it, I think. Yeah. What about um, uh, so Star Wars that was listed as a rebirth one? I don't I mean, know if I, I buy guess. into that I mean, one. I guess. Uh, what are some others? Uh, the story of Persephone from Greek myths and Roman myths. Uh, Orpheus and Eurydice. I've heard of that. Um, I haven't. 
I mean, I have, but I, I don't know I don't, anything I didn't about read the it. Story. I, didn't, I, I know the I, I know the name of the story. I don't know the story. Yeah. So, so I'm, there was one that was, uh, when we were talking, I was thinking of a rebirth that could make a good rebirth story. Uh, but I, it's all, it's beyond me now. I can't remember what it was, but, uh, any, any, uh, follow up on rebirth. I don't have any good ones for rebirth anymore. Other than that, I'm sure there's some that we're missing. There's probably a lot of comedy that could be like, that's a rebirth. Like maybe the other guys. Yeah. They're, they're down and out. And then all of a sudden they become these big heroes. That is a rebirth story. Yeah. That is a rebirth story. I nailed that one. Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. Levon Luttle's character gets rebirthed as the sheriff. Yeah. Bra- Blazing Saddles. I guess uh, Wyatt Earp. Is that rebirth? Probably not. Eh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe yeah, so. Because he uh, denies, denies, denies. Yeah. And it finally is like, all right. Yeah. You've, yeah there's I'm, bringing, new, I'm bringing thunder with there's me. There's a new sheriff in town. That's a tombstone. Tombstone is a great movie. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. I watched it the other day, or a couple weeks ago, and Laura was like, "What are you watching?" I was like, "Probably, probably one of the greatest westerns ever." I oh mean, it's gosh. unbelievable. Yeah, the that lines from movie. that movie. They, I mean, they still get said today. Yeah, I'll be your Huckleberry. So there's that whole uh, controversy over, um, "I'll be your Huckleberry" or "I'll be your Hucklebearer." Oh, have you that, heard that? No, I did not know that. Oh yeah, this is a good one. What is a Huckleberry? So Huckleberry is a pallbearer because the the three things oh, well are six things. Way more sense. Yes. Now Val Kilmer says he said Huckleberry, but that doesn't mean it's actually true. Oh. Uh, that might not be what the the writers intended. And it so Huckleberry is someone that's a pallbearer at your funeral. Oh. So you know I'm going to kill you. I'll, I'll, I'll be your Huckleberry. Your, I'll, basically, I'll carry your gasket. Yes. Oh, well, interesting. So let me ask you a unbelievably stupid question, and just bear with me. So at the time that he was alive, was Huckleberry Finn was already written, correct? Just to be clear, I don't know when Huckleberry Finn was written. It was probably around the same time. time. Yeah, eighteen eighties, I would think. Okay, so it's not too far off. Yeah, I'm not too far off. Yeah, okay, okay, that makes me feel a little better. But Huckle, like I'll be your Huckleberry. What what would the context be? I don't know, but it just sounds cool. It does sound cool. It sounds super cool. Yeah, because you're because everybody's like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I mean that's a that is one of the best lines I think. That's one of the best lines in movies. That that and uh, say when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I Clanton. I had his crew chief. So flying in a Blackhawk, the crew chief flies with you. He's a maintenance guy, and he's the door gunner also. So um, Matt Beattie, I think it was his name. But he quoted, like he could quote any line from Tombstone. He must have saw the movie a million times. Oh, my God. And, like, it it was to the point where, like, um, as soon as I got back from that deployment, I had to watch Tombstone again because I was like, these, these lines are so good. And I never picked up on it because they're so yeah. fast. And a lot of them were the Ike Clanton lines. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because he would stay, he would say the craziest stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said it so fast. That, that actor, Stephen, I forget his last name, but he's, he's really good. Do you feel like they made a lot of those era movies back then? Like Dances with Wolves, they made Tombstone, Wyatt Earp was around that time. Yeah. Isn't there a lot of movies like around that early 90s, late 80s that they made a lot of that style movie? Uh, like the cowboy movies, cowboy they, with that they, time frame. They kind of go in cycles because you know the heyday of cowboy movies was the fifties. Yeah, and then Spaghetti Sputnik Westerns. launches. What is it? Sputnik. Sputnik yeah, launches, yeah, yeah. and then everything's about space and and, uh, and all that. Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way through Star Wars, and in the early eighties, they started to come back again. Silverado came out. Mm. Uh, Clint Eastwood made a number of eighties uh, cowboy movies. Yeah. And then, and then he had a sweet spot like Tombstone. Late, like nineteen eighty nine is when yeah, it came out. Yeah, it's pretty. I was saying like late, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. I mean, but they're great movies, all of them. Like I like yeah. Wyatt Earp. I like, I like um, 
Tombstone, the Magnificent Seven, Magnificent Seven. There's another one that I'm missing, but but they're all they're all fantastic. They're all fantastic. Some of those older Young Guns, Young Guns. I wasn't a Young Guns fan. Young Guns. I I'm just not a big fan. Does that have Emilio Estevez in it? Is that yeah, Emilio Estevez, okay. Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, yeah, it's a great name. Um, the uh, oh shoot, I was gonna go somewhere with that, but but oh, I know what it was. Those older westerns. I got on this kick where I was watching just older westerns. Like and some 50s, of those are really, like 50s yeah. westerns. And a lot of John Wayne movies, uh, John Wayne westerns, and some of those are really good. Like who, the man who shot Liberty Valance. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Watch that movie. Okay, I will. Watch that movie. Watch it. It is so good. I think it's hysterical. Maybe you don't, but that he played Genghis Khan. Oh my gosh! I mean, is that not funny? Like it's he, awful. Like he, they didn't even try. They were yeah. like, "You're you're you're a, a Mongol," and he was like, "All right, pilgrim." Yeah. Like, hey, all right, you know, you're you're making us millions. Let's just yeah. go ahead and try this. Could you? And also to run that back, could you imagine somebody trying to do that today? Like, if they were no. like, "Hey, Dusty, we play uh, Genghis Khan." <laughs> Like, well, just like, they're trying to make uh, a live action version of the Seven Whiteness, the uh, Seven Snow White in the, the Seven Drawers, and and it's like it's not going to be Snow White. It's going to be seven mysterious, you know, cave people or something. Oh boy, you can't say dwarves. Is that the problem? I, 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 it's it's definitely tied to that. Well, what can you say? I have no idea. I know there's some you can't say, but I, I'm afraid to say. I feel like dwarves is cool, right? I don't know gnomes. That's probably offensive. <laughs> Trolls? I think that's probably worse. If I'm, I'm like, not talking about people. I'm talking oh, okay. about. Oh, yeah. oh, you mean the dwarves? You're saying like, what should we call them? Besides, yeah, we that? Could call them trolls. We could call them gnomes. Gnomes. The seven. And the gnomes, gnomes would be cute. Gnomes would be fine. There's a movie called Gnomes. Yeah, and they're kind of like dwarves. Yeah, but man who shot Liberty Valance. Oh, sorry. Jimmy Stewart, John Wayne. Jimmy Stewart. How does his voice go? He has a very famous voice. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, wait. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, my know. dog Baloo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, that's all I had for this. Uh, cool. Any um, any follow up, close up? What would you get out of that? I'm good. I mean, you can definitely literally tie anything you've ever seen to one of these seven. Anything you've ever seen or read into one of these sevens for sure. We just did it. Yeah. Like you can pick anything out of the air and go, "What is this?" Yeah, like the Matrix. What was the Matrix? What do they consider horror movies? I guess overcoming the monster. Yeah, overcoming the monster. Overcome. What yeah. if they don't? Tragedy. See? You and if, see if it's guy. poorly done, it's a comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like we shot Michael Miles over eight thousand times with the gun. He's still there. Yeah. Um, no, this was very this is really fun. I enjoyed this actually. I enjoyed this episode a lot. I did too, and I hope uh, everyone at home or in their car uh, listening to it on the uh, on our podcast or wherever you can get your podcasts and on YouTube. Yep. Don't watch it while you're driving though. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. Poor form. Yeah. Uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Give us feedback on what you liked and what you didn't like, and you, uh, keep buying those shirts. Yep. Charlie Mike, never weak in apparel, guys. Yeah. Right there. That's where to go. So we will see you next week with another episode. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Mm-hmm.